So you've been walking the road of recovery and you're experiencing great life change. And then out of the blue, that darn enemy tries to sneak in with a sneak attack with shame and guilt to remind us of some poor choices we've made in our past. How do we deal with that? Welcome to the Celebrate Recovery official podcast. This is a podcast that's designed to bring hope and courage through life change stories, leadership wisdom, all centered around the principles of Celebrate Recovery. Celebrate Recovery is based on the Beatitudes where Jesus helps us to face our hurts, hangups, and habits, and even our broken relationships so that we can walk out His plan, a life of freedom courage and strength. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus Christ. I struggle with drugs and alcohol and perfectionism. My name is Rodney. I am the global field director with Celebrate Recovery. And hey, thanks for being with us. We're grateful for all of you that have been following us in our early journey here. And thanks for the, the ratings and thanks for the feedback that you're giving us. Your encouragement means a lot. And we're excited to see what God's doing this and reaching people in a, in a different platform. And it's been fun so far. We look forward to continuing the journey with you. But I'm excited for today's topic, topic uh, that I think can resonate with all of us. Uh, we can find ourselves in a, in a stuck place of um, you know, we're working our recovery, we're experiencing healing, and then we get hit out of left field uh, with that shame and guilt from some past choices, which can play into how we, how we, uh, our serenity. And so, I'm invited invited a, a special guest uh, today, uh, one of my dear friends and a fellow leader in the journey on the national team, uh, Bob Newby, who's the West Regional Director with Celebrate Recovery, and just a great guy. And and Bob, grateful to have you here uh, with us today, man. Thanks for joining us. You are so welcome. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited about it. Thank you, Rodney, for doing this podcast and for initiating it and uh, and just providing input for for all of us. So I'm grateful for that. You excited bet. about the topic today and what we're going to yeah explore together. Yeah. Well, for the sake of our listeners, why don't you introduce yourself as you do in recovery, and then we'll jump into the topic, man. Absolutely. I am a grateful believer in Jesus, and I do struggle with codependency. And my name is Bob. Hey, Bob. And you do a phenomenal job uh, as our West Regional Director uh, has an army of great reps uh, in the Western region of the United States. And and, uh, excited to, we're going to be in your territory here in February uh, with the training conference. So, So some that are listening in that area we're, we're excited to get back in your area. It's been a while since we've been over there on the West with a training uh, conference. <laughs> it has been, what, 2019. Oh, my goodness. Three years and feels plus. Like, and, feels like a century yeah. ago, doesn't it? <laughs> it sure does. Uh, sure, we're ready. We're ready to start meeting again. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Bob, great to, to be talking about this with you today. So how many years have you been in recovery? I just celebrated my 18th year. Wow. 18 years. Yeah. So, so lots of life change, lots of healing, lots of growth. And, and obviously you're living out, I've seen it. You're living out principle eight to, 
to be that example through your words um, and your actions to help others. But interesting thought, um, you know, as we're trucking along here, that darn enemy, he doesn't just sit back and say, enjoy your road to recovery. I hope all goes well. <laughs> um, he's, he's ruthless. He's deceiving. He seeks to kill, steal, and destroy and just that question, uh, it's actually a question that we address in our Celebrate Recovery Step Study, but just that idea of um, you know, what, what past actions in our life do we still feel guilty and, and ashamed about? And, and you know, how do we deal with that? But, but what does that look like in your life as you've walked the road to recovery? Uh, How has the enemy kind of reared his ugly head and kind of tapping you on the shoulder and say, hey, do you remember this? Do you don't forget about what you did here and and just some of those lies that he can kind of creep in? What's that look like in Bob's life? Absolutely. You know, I think about that. It's it's this topic is uh, extremely relevant um, for myself, and I would I would suspect probably for all of us. Um, so for me, there's two aspects. One is my past, mm. and uh, but then there's also the current stuff that I'm struggling. I'm not fixed. I yeah. still do stuff that I go, why did I just do that? And feel very frustrated with it. Yeah. Um, with the, with the past stuff, here are some tools that I that I I lean on. I I go back to these regularly. Um, one is scripture memory. Mm. Um, that when the enemy is saying, Bob, you're not enough, or Bob, you really blew that, um, I go back to, I was fortunate when I put my trust in Christ, um, this group of believers surrounded me, and one man in particular really steered me to memorizing Scripture. Mm. And that gave me a foundation when those when when I would hear, you're not enough, or you really blew that, or... Um, you're not really even lovable. Hmm. Um, I'll go back to 2 Corinthians 5.17. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone. Hmm. Behold, the new has come. Yeah. And I'll, I'll rely on that. No, I'm new in Christ. Yeah. And all the scriptures related to um, who I am in Jesus. Hmm. Um, are so strengthening and comforting and bringing me back to a sense of, no, enemy, uh, you got this wrong. I'm, I'm part of God's family. He's my father. He's got me covered. Hmm. Um, so scripture memory has been a big, a, a big first line of defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's so good, Bob. And, and I love, yeah, it, you almost kind of expect that you're going to hear from the enemy and some of those past guilt. But even in my present, I think that's good to be aware of that, that our current struggles, um, this is why facing our hurts from our past is so important, isn't it? If we don't yeah. face the past, the current struggles uh, will be magnified because they there's a dotted line. Regardless, there's some, some form of a dotted line to our past mistakes. But, man, if we've not organize the past stuff and walk hmm. through that um how, how does that magnify the present what 
What have you learned through that in the, the value of facing those past stuff as you deal with the present? Absolutely. You know, when I think about this, I think about, um, you know, when I came to Christ, I surrendered. I, and I every day I surrendered. God, have your way in my life. Mm. So I have this position, this posture of surrender. And at the same time of that that I have that position of surrender, I struggle. I still say things that, what? why did I say that? I'm surrendered. Why did I just do that? Why did I deceive this person? Mm. Why was I intentionally deceitful wow. in this situation? And um, so I'm surrendered, but I still do it. So to get to that, I have to go back to my past. Because there's stuff back there, there are hurts that are still not healed. Yeah. Obviously, I still really want the world to be as according to Bob. <laughs> I want circumstances to work out the way I think they should work out. Yeah. How's that working? So, uh, so <laughs> you know, I just got to go back to my past and go, what? Why is it that I'm so insecure mm. that I need to? Um, manipulate. Yeah, that I need to be deceitful. Why? Why do I do that? Yeah, and identifying it in my past. Yeah, you know, helps me bring clarity. Yeah, I love that. And then I can surrender that. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, great, curious posture. You know, if we're seeing the same thing pop up, right? You know, I love the question when we when we you know some of those past. Uh, past mistakes um, or past uh, guilt and shame that pops up. Usually in shame, there's there's an associated lie that's coming with that. And it's an interesting question. I love your curious posture. It's like, where, where is that coming from? And another thought that I've even thought in my own recovery and those that I've sponsored, when, when did you first start believing that? And is it connected with something that maybe I need to go back and poke at? Maybe I thought, oh, I'm good. It, I've moved past that. It, it's all good. But maybe there is some unresolved things that I need to, and that's not a shameful thing. doesn't mean you didn't work hard in your step study. doesn't mean you didn't do a thorough inventory. It just means that maybe there's some healing yet to be done. And, and boy, the enemy can shame us on that, man. You've been here 18 years and you still struggle Man, what will people think, right? You 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 must not be working your recovery, but it's actually the opposite, isn't it? You're working your yes. recovery by being honest as it as it comes up. But I'm curious, Bob, you know, in kind of putting you on the spot here, what what's one of those common lies in that shame that the enemy will will pop in your head? that tries to kind of eat your lunch in that space. And maybe through the years, just one that you had to kind of go back and process and work on. Is there a, a common lie that you tended to hear from the enemy in that shame message? Absolutely. Um, the, the common lie that I struggle with is I'm not enough mm. in, you know, in Christ, I, I need to be different than, than who I am. Wow. And you know, and um, I growing up, I, I compared myself so much with others. Hmm. And the truth is, 
um, if I compare myself with others, there's always someone smarter. There's always <laughs> someone faster. There's always someone that's got more hair. You know, <laughs> comparisons. Don't look at me. So, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hurtful. Yeah. It's such a bad way to live. And uh, and I did do that growing up. That's where I got my sense of worth mm. was from this comparison thing. Wow. And uh, that's really wrong. It's really hurtful. And I have to just call it for what it is when I see it. Yeah. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, and man, what a, what a, a deceiver uh, that you're not enough. I mean, just knowing who you are and the love that's in your heart, it, 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 it's, it just kind of stirs up some pain of sorrows. Like, ah, oh, man, he tells my brother that. And, but that's, that can be so discouraging because if he can get you to believe that and sit in that and not do anything with that, man, he can just spin us out, can he? He can just have you in a pit yes. in no time. But I love that yes. you've kind of developed some tools on, on facing that. You know, through that question, Bob, and then I want to kind of hear some more about what you do in when that comes up for you. But when, as you were kind of connecting the dots back to... Uh, your story, and and a lot of people don't know your full story, but uh, don't have time to do the full story. But just thinking about that shame message that uh, I'm not enough. When did you first come to believe that, Bob? When when where's the part in your testimony where that was real prevalent? That that was the first time I learned uh, or, or believed the lie that I'm not enough. Yeah, growing up. Uh, with six siblings, well, five five siblings, and then um, the culture in in my childhood was one very much. It was a very competitive culture mm. in our family. Yeah, and you know, I I believe that some of it was good. Some of it was saying, "Hey, we want to do our best. We want to be all that we can be," and all of that is good. Yeah. But carried to the extreme, hmm. um, and the message is: I didn't. Ha- I I really wish I had a coach back then <laughs> that could have said, um, you know, spoke truth to me, in in saying, you know, here's this is good thinking. This isn't good thinking. This yeah. is hurtful thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah, it would have been helpful. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would have been helpful. <clears throat> One of the things that I'm doing um, in my marriage today is there are times when I overreact. Mm. And when I overreact, um, I just admit it. But then we we sit down and um, Vicky will say, um, Bob, I, I noticed that you kind of were escalating here. Hmm. Did I touch it? Was there something that uh, happened at a younger age hmm. that um, you could maybe perhaps attribute that overreaction to? Wow. I, I'll never forget this. One time my dad said, Bob, would you go get, get a gas can out of the garage? Hmm. And back then we, we also had oil cans and there was a 76 gas station emblem on that so it was white with a with the 76 i thought that was a gas gas can well it was an oil can so i bring it down and um and i remember my dad we were with with the neighbors and um 
he just made a, a, a just a comment that, you know, just like, I, I can't believe you didn't know what a gas can was, mm. you know? And I just felt so ridiculous at that point. Yeah. That I should know what a gas can, you know, I felt like I should know what a gas can, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. That, but um, even to this day, I mean, that was 50 years ago. Mm. Even to this day, I remember it as if it was yesterday, the shame that I felt, the embarrassment that I felt, mm. um, the sense of, gosh, you don't even know what a gas can. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. I'd love to, I, I want to take a quick, quick break here. Um, but I want to, I want to poke at that a little bit, uh, Bob and, and, uh, kind of hear what, what a great curious question from your wife, but, uh, to understand that there's a little boy in there, right? To yeah, your, your reaction is not about me, but, but about that wound. And so I want to, I want to kind of unpack that a little bit more if, if we could, when we come right back, but I'm uh, talking to Bob Newby, he's the West regional director, and he's just helping us kind of understand when those past guilts and shame pop up in our life, what do we do with that? And so when we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. Stick with us. Are you in your church looking for practical tools to help you start and run a Celebrate Recovery in your church? Consider joining us for a Celebrate Recovery training conference online or in person. Visit our website at CelebrateRecovery.com for dates and times. And don't forget to connect with your Celebrate Recovery State representative. They are here to serve you as you walk through this process. Find a rep near you by visiting CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash reps. Welcome back. We're uh, uh, talking about uh, how do we face those things that um, shame and guilt that pop up when we're on the road. And Bob, right before we went to the break, we were just talking about that great curious question that your wife asked you. Hey, is this touching on something from your past? And just that I thought it was a gasoline can. Uh, it was an oil can. And, and that message from your dad, um, as you hear that, you know, don't you know the difference between that? How, what's the message you would take in about you in that space, Bob? Yeah, it absolutely was that I, um, that I lacked intelligence, mm. lacked just common sense. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I, you know, of course it's not true. Of course, of course that's not true, but that's what I was feeling at the time, the emotional response. Yeah. Yeah. So that, so then kind of fast forward to present day. So you have, you kind of bump into an interaction with some of your closest relationships, in this case, your wife and any kind of a, an opposition that, that old shame message may come up, uh, that says, Hey, you're not intelligent. And that doesn't, that's not a good place to feel. And so it, what I love about what you're describing, Bob, is, is you're aware of your action tendencies and you've given people close to you permission to say, lean in in a loving way and say, hey, I noticed this is happening. And uh, that's a very secure, safe relationship in it to be able to have someone say that. And then for you to receive that and, and lean into that and go, whew. What is that? Why am I responding that way? 
oh, this is that place. There's that shame message that says, you are not smart enough. Nobody likes to sit there, right? And so so doing that, when that pops up and you kind of come to that revelation, maybe we can turn the corner. You've got a safe person. It sounds like just having people around you that might call out those action tendencies in a safe way, a loving way. We don't want somebody attacking us in that. (laughs) Um, But then what do you do with that? So you've kind of called it out. Oh, yeah, it's connected to my dad and the gas can or the oil can or whatever. That shame message that says, because we're in disagreement, that must mean that I'm stupid. What do you do with that, Bob? What's a practical way that you now, 18 years in, have learned to kind of mm. shut down those shame messages? What's that look like for you, man? You know, uh, what's so interesting is once I can put that into words, um, it, I now I now can deal with it. Mm. I can now, I, I know I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah. I know I have many instances where, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I, I'm not, um, inadequate in terms of thinking and processing with people. I know that. And, and there may be times when I am, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not the end of the world. You mean it's you don't like, have all the answers to everything, huh? I don't have all the answers, and I, <laughs> it, it's okay. You know, yeah. I don't have to be, you know, that. Yeah. Um. So, but just by identifying it and calling it for what it is, there's healing in that. Yeah. It just it's like it takes the the air out of the balloon. It just mm. puts it at rest. It's okay. I yeah. can talk about it. That's so and good. And then I can own my part for it. Yeah. You know, in my part, maybe I wasn't listening <laughs> or maybe I heard it incorrectly. Yeah. And yet it's, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't make me Bad. a horrible person. Yeah. Yeah. Because I struggle. How do I repair this? Own it. And that's a big part of recovery and is to take responsibility, yeah. acknowledge it, take responsibility yes. and repair it. Hey, sorry, I wasn't listening. And that, that landed wrong. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. I mean, you know, just slowing it down and that seems so elementary just to put it in words and speak it out loud. But, but it really is that there's a spiritual component. There's an emotional component. There is a physiological and mental component uh, to that in it and just kind of slowing things down because uh, anger does tend to be kind of our go-to when those shame messages come up because and it makes sense because it's our place of protection right and it's our defense because we feel inadequate and so we come out and sometimes our words through our tongue uh, become our weapon in that place right but what is the anger trying yeah. to say Right. It's trying to protect that little boy that you referred to that says, Hey, you're not smart enough. And, and then be able to call it out and say, but that's a lie. That's not who I am. I, I am a beloved son of the King. Right. Absolutely. You know, another tool, um, I'm blessed to have a wife that, that is willing to engage in this kind of dialogue we do it together and it's it's a it's a beautiful thing we haven't always had this we're we're learning how to do this we're in process yeah um 
but there are other times when I, I am not able to go there with others or I don't even think of it in the moment. Um, so journaling for me has been a really significant tool mm. for um, identifying those hurts, those, yeah. why did I overreact or why did I, you know, respond in that, that way that I did. Yeah. It just, like you say, slows it down and I can put it on paper and now I can be objective about it. Mm. I can surrender it. You know, I, Jesus help me in this. Yes. Help heal this wound of this, this insecurity of whatever it is. Mm. And, uh, and then I remind myself who I am in Christ, um, mm. what he's done for me, his love for me, mm. that, that just helps so much yeah. um, in, in be having the courage and the strength to, to own my part. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, sincerely want to move forward. Yeah. I love that because it really is, I mean, kind of just thinking, breaking that down and slowing it down. It's, it's honoring what happened and how that made me feel, but then, and then asking the question, what do I believe about what happened? Right. And is that accurate? Mm -hmm. Is speaking that out loud can help lose its power, help it lose its powers to, it's like, hey, what do I believe about what happened when if somebody, you know, opposed me or disagreed with me and a reaction came up? It's like, whew, what was I believing about what happened there? Um, and it was it was it accurate and and really putting it into words to be able to express it. Because expressing it, you know, we journal it out, and I love that writing out your emotions, writing out your thoughts, but also then sharing that with God. And, and with someone else, what, what's that look like um, for you and your relationship with the Lord and being able to, to cry out to him and, and put these emotions and thoughts to words as your, your relationship with the Lord? What's that look like for you and what's the benefits for you, Bob? Yeah, it, it's, um, I will oftentimes in my, when I'm journaling, I'll just journal down what I think Jesus would be saying to me. Oh, I love that. And then I'll read it so it goes in deeper, mm. you know, in that belief of truth about his, you know, he loves, he loves us so, so much. He cares about us. I love that. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Um, for just reading scriptures, there's so much comfort and strength that comes from seeing God's hand in, in people's lives, his patience, his, his care. Yeah. Um, I love that. And there's, there is power. And I love that. What you're talking about, Bob is, is we're, we're taking shame messages and even guilt from past mistakes. Uh, and we're combating it with uh, the sword of the spirit, right? The word of God and nothing is more powerful to bring change in our thinking, in our feeling, in our actions than the word of God, right? Uh, what what a powerful uh, tool. Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking about this as you were talking about that, Bob, just uh, a couple sponsees, you know, dealing with some of those shame messages and just how we can take a verse and do two things. One, we can make it our prayer. Nothing more powerful than praying God's word. Um, mm. 
And, and after we've done that, we can actually flip it to a gratitude statement. So I'm just going to give you one here. Psalm 88 says, the Lord, you are the God who saves me day and night. I cry out to you. So if I was making that in a prayer, Lord, help me to know in my heart that you're a God who saves day and night. Lord, help me to have the courage to cry out to you right now in this moment. Right? What a great thing. We're just speaking God's word, but we're personalizing it as a prayer. And if I'm flipping that, Lord, thank you that you're a God who saves me day and night and I can cry out to you and you'll meet me in these shame messages and remind me who I really am. Uh, just to be able, you can just feel your brain, your heart lifting up, your eyes up as you uh, make that a prayer, as you make that a, a place of gratitude. Bob, wait somebody's listening right now and maybe they haven't started. Maybe they're early. Maybe they've been in 18 years, just like you. And some of those old messages have popped up that have made them feel shame and guilt, regardless of where they are on the journey. What would Bob Newby say to that person that's listening? Mm -hmm. If you're speaking directly to them and that stuff is coming up with shame and guilt, what would you say to them right now to encourage them, Bob? Mm. I would say, first of all, you're not alone. You're not alone. That this is a common struggle for, for all of us, if we're honest. Um, I would also say you're so loved mm. that um, what Jesus did on the cross for us um, is truly significant and life-changing when I own it. Yeah. And, um, you know, when I look at the cross... Um, does Jesus love me? Hmm. And I go, wow, he, he died for me. I mean, I don't know, but I don't have any friend that would die for me. <laughs> yeah. Does he love me? Oh my goodness. And, and he died for my sin. In hmm. other words, his death paid the price for my sin. So the truth is that whatever I've done, it's forgiven. Yeah. Wow. That I'm that I'm loved, that I'm valued, that yeah. I'm his child. And any other message is is not is not coming from God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so that's so good. Yeah, and it, it makes yeah. me think. I mean, just our identity is not in our struggle, right? That is not who we are. Amen. And so if the enemy is yeah. telling you you are whatever, fill in the blank, that's not who you are. If it makes me feel bad uh, in that way, that shame, it's not from God. That's God doesn't send shame messages. Uh, but I just have yeah. a picture of the prodigal son. Uh, I mean, he's smelling like pigs, right? <laughs> he's mm -hmm. who knows last time he showered, he's been away from dad. He's, you know, blown his inheritance and he's starving and he comes home. And I just love that picture of the, the dad meeting him in the field. He's already got his speech prepared, what he's going to say just so he can get a meal. <laughs> and he, his dad beats him to the punch. He doesn't have to earn it. He doesn't have to get cleaned yeah. up first. He doesn't have to yeah. earn it. He just comes home. And what a, what a great, what a great picture. It really is. God so loves us and wants us and embraces us. And there is nothing I've done that will prevent him from doing that. Yeah. So if I can really own that, 
it, um, I, it does make a big difference. And, and it's true. It's, it's powerful. Yeah. Well, closing thought from you, Bob, any, any last thoughts before we wrap up today that you'd like to share? Um, my only thought is this, this kind of work is so important for serenity and it's, it, um, it's the, the working that's below the surface. Others may or may not even know that it's going on, Yeah, but it's so important to do this work regularly hmm. to, to, know, to embrace God's love, his care for me. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and and just own it. Um, it. It helps in all my relationships. It helps in terms of my relationship with myself, but also with those around me. I'm not, I'm not striving. I'm not trying to be someone I'm not. I'm, yeah. I I can rest. It. So yeah. making that a daily a daily thing part of part of the daily inventory is really a good healthy That's thing. So good. I, and when you said peace and serenity, it made me think of. Jesus, before he leaves the earth, right? He says, hey, my peace, I give to you. My peace, I leave with you. He's not, he's not given us a part of himself. He has given us himself, right? I'm giving yes. you not a part of the peace. I'm giving you my peace. And just knowing through the Holy Spirit, his peace lives in us as we face and break down those shame messages, the shame and guilt yes. that comes up that, his peace is in us to give us every ounce of strength to face whatever we're facing. That's so good. So, well, Bob, thanks, man. What a great, we could, we could have talked along. That went really, really quick. Uh, I enjoyed our, our conversation. Yeah. Thanks for your wisdom and your insight and, and sharing a part of your heart and uh, mm. just love you to death, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And uh, thank you for what you're doing. What, what a blessing to work together. Yeah. Such yeah. a good ministry. Love, love working with you, brother. Well, uh, those listening in, thank you guys uh, for joining us. Uh, if you're hearing those shame messages, you haven't started, you're in the middle of it, and just know that you too can find healing and freedom from your hurts, hangups, and habits, and broken relationships to break down those shame messages. We'd love for you to join us in this movement we call Recovery. You can find a group near you by going to CelebrateRecovery.com forward slash groups and join us on this beautiful journey. It can be hard, but it can be so worth it. Until then, thanks so much for listening, and we'll look forward to seeing you and joining us next time. Until then, God bless you.